with that, let's talk about the next film. And we were going to finish with this one because we haven't we haven't seen it since we you know since Sundance. It's actually been a while. So we weren't sure if we were even going to cover it. Uh, I, I wanted to rewatch it. It's been it. a while. It's been a while. I didn't <laughs> have time to rewatch it, <laughs> sadly. Uh, by the way, another movie filmed in Massachusetts. Let's talk about Coda. And Coda was, what was it, the Grand Jury Prize winner at Sundance this year, if I'm not mistaken there? Yeah, it was the, the first film that they premiered. It was the yep. grand opening film, and it was also the Grand Jury Prize winner. How and I remember... I remember when it won, it was one of those like, really? Moments like it. I, I, I mean, I won't get ahead of myself as far as like how we feel about the film, but it was kind of just like, oh, OK. Like, that's, I, that's, I, that's I mean, I was pick. not surprised. I was like, yeah, it's, because here's oh, the I'm thing. not surprised. It was Super just kind of more like, <laughs> you know, that's yeah, it was just kind of more like, yeah, I wasn't surprised. It was just more just kind of like, oh, OK, I guess. Yeah, whatever. That makes sense. That said, really good movie. So uh, at least I think so. CODA, uh, if you don't know, all caps, it stands for Child of Deaf Adults. So I was really excited to watch this movie and review it. And I, I was just looking at my old review because very personal to me. I mean, as the listeners, most of the listeners probably know at this point, I am deaf. Uh, you know, I, I need to use hearing aids and it's, it's very difficult for me to hear, basically is what I'll say. Now, I'm not deaf to the point of total hearing loss, which is what we see in this movie. But, you know, if I don't have hearing aids on, I essentially can't hear. And this movie kind of is a family comedy sort of thing, but also more like a family comedy drama, I think is fair to say. It has some pretty deep moments about this family where the parents and their son are deaf, but their daughter, Ruby, who is played here by Amelia Jones in a standout performance. I, I don't think it's her first one. I think she's been like, you know, Dr. Who was like one of her things. And she's had like little roles here and there. Uh, I think uh, if I'm recalling, she ha- she was like a character in like one of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, like one of the great, really bad ones. And uh, I think she was in uh, that Ben Wheatley movie, uh, High Rise. Uh, I don't know if you saw that. But she she's the main character here in Coda. And it's such a, like, what a debut you know, in terms of like leading actress, like that kind of thing. And Coda is sort of about her. Like she's, she's the person in this family who can hear and she signs with her family. They're fishers. Uh, they actually like, you know, they have this boat. I mentioned it's, it's filmed in Massachusetts and they're trying to kind of make it, you know, it's, it's, it's obviously like they have their own challenges in terms of having to make money and sort of get by, but they're a happy family and they, they get along and everything. But Ruby sort of has her own plan. She kind of is like, I, I want to break away from the family business, do my own thing. She loves music, but she sort of is running into the conflict of that with her family. Uh, she has a teacher played by Eugenio Derbez, and he is trying to kind of steer her toward Maybe, you know, trying different things with her life, not being so tied to her family that it drags her down, but still remembering that like family is like that one thing, you know? And I think where this movie really shines is in these performances, especially from the parents here. Uh, Ferdia Walsh-Pilo plays um, Miles, who is, uh, I, I, I think uh, we talked about him, I know Sing Street, but we were doing Cinemaholics when Sing Street came out. Yeah, that was uh, a year was before, 2016, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of my one of my all time faves. He he plays uh, her kind of like love interest. So I, I did want to mention him real fast. But the parents are played by Daniel Durant and Marley Matlin, who are deaf actors. So they they actually have like you know 
uh, deaf actors playing these roles, which I think is just a really cool, like, uh, just addition to this thing. I'm sorry, not uh, Daniel Durant is the brother. Excuse me. Um, I think Troy Kotzer, if I'm not mistaken, is the dad, but I could be misremembering there, but that's it. They're, they're all part of the family, but, um, I, I really like this movie. I, I think what I like about it the most is that it's pretty unassuming in, in, in terms of like, I don't know, it's not trying too hard. I think, I think a lot of the times when I see these movies about like the deaf experience and like the deaf community and everything, I don't know. I just kind of get this feeling like they have to make such a big to do out of it. And obviously they kind of do here, but what I like about it is like, it just makes this experience feel normal. Like it's okay to be in a family like this. It has its challenges. It has its difficulties, but it's not like these people are oppressed and downtrodden all the time. They're fun. They have rich lives. They have sex lives, as I think is your favorite scene in this. They, I don't know, they just feel like people because they are. And that's just how it is. And to me, that is like such an uplifting thing. I think this is one of those movies that people are going to watch and like they're going to get a slice of people's lives that's going to help bring understanding between groups of people who don't understand each other. And so I, you know, at least in, in a one-sided kind of way. So I'm a fan. I, I think that this movie is really wonderful and really sweet and charming. It's not fantastic. I mean, there was nothing about this movie where that really, really stood out to me aside from a few performances here, but I'm really glad it exists. And I, I really enjoyed it when I saw it at Sundance. Looking forward to revisiting again. I did forget to my disclosure. Now I saw this movie before it was acquired by Apple. Um, so it's available on Apple TV plus that said, I do, I do work for Apple. So, you know, I have a little bit of conflict of interest there. That's, that's why though I'll say I, I did, I reviewed it. I saw it at Sundance before Apple acquired it. So it ain't, I ain't, you know, I ain't just trying to do it. I'm not trying to do anything shady here. So I'll just, sure. just say that. Oh, and also this is a remake for to mention that of a uh, French film. I, oh, is it? I did called. not know that. Okay. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I drawn a blank on what it's called. Let me look it up real fast, but I will. Uh, yeah. What, what do you think about this one? Yeah, I mean, I liked it. I, it didn't hit me quite as hard as it hit you. Um, I'll clarify since you brought it up the sex scene or the sex scenes in the film. I, they're not necessarily my favorite. I should I should say it's just more that uh, they're the, among the more memorable films. There are scenes in the film when I think back uh, on a film I saw, gosh, now like eight months ago. Uh, one of at least three that I think back on are the the. Uh, borderline graphic sex scenes <laughs> that uh, tamper what's otherwise, um, you know, like a, a, a uh, almost PGS sort of film. It's outside of some coarse language and stuff. Uh, you know, something that that's, uh, you know, generally a little bit um, uh, less willing to be risque. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think it it's your sort of quintessential sort of Sundance movie. It hits all the sort of beats you expect. It's a heartfelt film. I think the characters are well-realized, as you mentioned. The performances are fantastic. Um, I really like the family dynamic. I think the film's at its best when it just lets the family be a family and we just kind of understand via proxy just like what their dynamics are like, how they kind of interact with one another. Uh, I think the attention to detail and stuff, all that stuff is really, really strong. I just kind of wish the plotting of it was uh, a little bit more investing. It just kind of seemed like it was either trying to do too much and kind of going in a number of different directions, or it just kind of felt like it was taking the most predictable routes as far as where it's going in terms of the broad, or broad uh, general overview of the story. But at the same time, uh, I, as I think you're about to mention, 
I think once you just kind of get to those last 15 minutes of the film, it's just, it, it's hard not to have your heart strings tugged. Uh, oh, yeah. Even if, you know, even a, someone, even someone like me who tends to be a little bit more cynical, uh, it's kind of hard not to be emotionally gripped in those moments. Part of it's a performance, but also it just, the movie is just really gentle and sweet. And you can tell that the filmmakers really just love these characters and, uh, you know, care so much about this dynamic. And, you know, I mean, I, I, I do wish the film was willing to take more narrative risk or, or kind of swing in different ways than, than my expectations would expect. But when it hits those, it just hits those moments. And, uh, yeah, just, you know, they work. Uh, I mean, you know, it wasn't like I was weeping or anything, but, you know, they it, it hit the old heart. And uh, it, it, it did what it was supposed to do. And, you know, by that measure, it is a success. Yeah. Heartwarming is such the word for this movie. And it's heartwarming, not just for like the the sort of like, you know, the cry worthy sort of thing. But, you know, the drama, but also just the humor, you know, it's just it's very it's just it's just so fun. Like you said, to just be with this family and enjoy their little idiosyncrasies. I think the. Yeah, tagline for this film is like every family has its own language or something like that, which I think sums it up pretty well. And I I know like I, I posted I've been telling people about this movie for a while, you know, and it was one of those movies that people were asking me about at Sundance of like, oh, you know, how was that? Because they heard it won the prize and everything. And, you know, people were reading my review and, you know, asking what I thought as like a deaf critic and all that stuff. And so I, I recommended it to a bunch of people and I've just I've heard nothing but good responses. I mean, people have seen the film reported back to me more, more than a few <laughs> and have said like they either cried during this movie or they just were like, you know, laughing the whole way through and really liking it. And I just, I just think it's one of those movies. It's, it's, it's not even that it's inoffensive because it has some edgy material as we've alluded to. I, I just think what people are liking about it is that like it's fresh without being that innovative, if that makes sense. Cause it's not very innovative when it comes to its plot structure. You kind of know where it's going. You kind of know what the deal is. Like, kid wants to break out of this sort of like oppressive not oppressive but this sort of like family structure that's sort of like holding her back but she also cares about her family like none of it's new but it still just feels weirdly fresh it's hard to put my finger on why that is i don't know if it's because of the deaf commentary for me that's not what it is either i don't know if it's because of the main performance i don't know if it's because i'm just such of a, a shill for amelia jones and ferdia washpilo i i just i really like these actors i think that they have really good chemistry too and yeah, I just I love everybody in this movie. I just think I like these people. I like hanging yeah. out with them. And I think the dialogue too is generally pretty. Even though I have some yeah, gripes yeah, about well the um, the like plotting of the film, I think the scene by scenes themselves are well written. And I, I like that, like you were mentioning before, like you can kind of like you you infer a lot of things without them obviously spelling a lot of things out. But you can also like the dialogue feels fairly naturalistic, oftentimes in a way that that communicates this information while not feeling just like an exposition dump which I'm always yeah. prone to appreciate. Yeah. And it's like, even though it's doing the sort of like a, a lot of the other movies that do this sort of thing where the family is like, we need you to sort of hang out on the farm or wherever it is, even though you want to, you know, go to LA and be an actress, whatever it is, you know, but we need you, you know, usually they're not painted as sympathetic, you know, they're sort of painted as selfish. Right. And I think where this movie kind of differs from that familiar structure is that you really see their side of it too. Like her side is pretty obvious and, and even her reluctance to sort of decide one way or the other, what she's going to do with her life. But you understand like she's in a really hard position, like yeah. her family, they don't, they're not being like, they need her like badly. 
like right. without her and they're they're annoyed that they need her right like of course they are mm-hmm. they don't want to have to rely on her so much but they do and it's out of their control it's out of her control and so you sympathize with everybody yeah i mean i think it's the urgency like you're suggesting like there there's a sense that it's not like oh they'll just get over eventually it's just like yeah like no like not only in terms of like uh being strapped on cash and just like the immediacy of it they just like they need uh, a way to communicate and and like this is kind of just like their their mill person their way of uh uh being able to have a functioning business and kind of bring money and food to the table and it's not like they uh want to push against her dreams it's just like they are just in a really tough place and they just you know they they just kind of have a system now and if this chain's going to break then you know the whole ship might sink so yeah it's uh it's understandable for sure I think in terms of like the uh, the recent string of like festival films that are about deaf characters and sort of like introducing a lot of people who are not deaf to these concepts through film, I still think Sound of Metal is probably like the the gold star in terms of like that representation. Not that it's competition. I think that all these films have their own unique purpose and their own you know, except for Sound of Violence, that movie can you know go f- itself. But in terms of like movies that I think are really good and what people really like, I, I think, at least for me, uh, Sound of Metal in this film are definitely up there for sure. I'm curious if this is going to be like this year's Minari, you know, where it's going to get maybe a few Oscar noms, maybe not as many, but a few. Um, some I don't know if it has like that Steven Yun performance or that Ya Jung Yoon performance where it's going to have like a big campaign behind it. But I wonder if it's going to fill that sort of niche, that sort of like, okay, here's a movie that came out at Sundance. It was, you know pretty well liked by a lot of critics it's not a 24 though you know I, I i might be stretching a little bit there but what do you think yeah i mean well for one i didn't know we were allowed to say f- this whole time so that's that's exciting <laughs> i couldn't help it i mean when it comes sure. to sound of violence i just you know i sure. feel violent sure there you go um but in any case uh yeah i mean that's something i was kind of kind of mentioned in my final thoughts which is just that i think the grand jury prize uh, when is going to probably hurt the movie more and it's going to help overall just because I think people are going to have certain expectations for this. Uh, and I, I just think the film itself, it's not like unsturdy. It, like, like we mentioned, I think the character dynamics are really well developed. I think there's a lot to like in terms of the attention to detail and stuff, but I think people are going to kind of see the uh, broad plotting and the kind of uh, beat by beat, hits that do it does and just be like oh that's it like i've seen this movie before like you know i I mean i've seen it from this perspective but i've seen this kind of thing and i i think minari is able to be a little bit more subversive have a little bit more of a authenticity i guess to it that that kind of uh prevents those kind of easy comparisons and uh reach uh you know a broader critical acclaim but at the same time i i think this movie is fairly accessible while also showing us a side uh, like a family dynamic as you're mentioning that that doesn't often get portrayed in film and that feels very lived in and realistic uh um at least you know as far as it's portrayed I, I haven't been that type of dynamic so i can't say with certainty but um i think yeah there's a lot to like here i think we've mentioned just a lot the general good stuff of it um i can understand uh, to push against what you're saying i've i've heard more people kind of coming out of this being like, you know, like three out of five kind of like, it's pretty True. good, but True like, yet. I'm not like loving Minari, it. Sort of Minari thing. was definitely a little bit more of like, whoa, 
you know, of a reaction. Sure. That's a good point. Yeah. And then this was kind of just more like, yeah, that's pretty good. I, I enjoy it. You know, like that's, yeah, that's yeah. kind of the vibe I'm getting. And I think that's because of the grand jury prize and like Apple, like, you know, doing like the heavy marketing and being like, this is our awards contender, or one of our award contenders. And like, this is our big acquisition from Sundance. Check it out. See it at home. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it works. I think it does what it needs to do. But like I said before, when I think of all the other movies we saw at Sundance and when I saw this one, one, it was just like that moment of like, yeah, I mean, it's good. Like it was, I liked it, but you know, that's, that's, what's going to win. And, uh, I, I, I feel like that, that has ultimately soured more than it's helped the film, uh, overall. Now I'll, I'll be honest if, uh, cause this isn't really like an Apple original, I guess. I mean, I guess we have to call it that. Um, I know people have like different opinions on like what the best of like Apple TV plus movies are. Some people are saying this is, I don't think it is. I really don't. Um, which I know some people would probably say like Wolfwalkers. People really liked that. I know a few people who might say Greyhound. Maybe some people might say like on the rocks, but for me, the best, their best work, the best work on like the Apple TV docs. And I say this again as an employee of Apple, but you know, I don't work on these movies. Uh, I think their documentaries have been more consistent. I'd say like the Billie Eilish documentary, for sure. One of, one of my favorite documentaries of the year. BC Boy Story, one of my favorite docs from last year. And Boy State, which I think if we were looking at all of these things, I think that is probably the best Apple TV Plus film you can watch right now. That is until I think maybe Velvet Underground comes out later this year in October, right on time for my birthday. So I'll leave it at that. But as for Coda, I think, yeah, this is one of the better Apple TV films uh, we've gotten so far. So uh, I definitely think that it's worth, worth checking out for sure. And it's not that long. Oh, and you know what? I, I should I should maybe, I did have one more criticism. I don't know if you wanted to comment on anything I just said real quick. But, I, but do you have anything before I get into my, my, my one uh, kind of like hang up with this movie? No, go ahead. Okay. So I got I to gotta say it. And, and I hate to say it because like I don't want to, I don't want to, be all grumpy you know i do think that there there is an issue with this movie and it's that it's a little weird you know that we spend the majority of our time on the one non-deaf character Mm -hmm. and it's a little bit like i think that is probably the big difference between this movie and something like sound of metal we're with the guy the whole movie this movie we, we we really center things around the one person who is sort of affected by the disabilities of others it was something that I was a little bit like, man, that's a missed opportunity in a way. I wish the family had been more integral to more of the movie because we spend a lot of this, you know, outside of the family unit, kind of to what you were saying before. We've been a lot of the time in the school with other characters. I think this movie could have been like masterpiece level if it had just paid a little bit more attention to the family dynamics in a way that felt more like just connected because it has those moments in it. It just, I don't know, pads its runtime with some extra stuff that distracts, I think, from the core message. So that's my one hang up. It's why I'm not over the, probably why I'm not as over the moon with this movie, especially in terms of like what it can hopefully do for representation. But it's still a really positive step forward. I don't want to like harp on it too much for that because I do think it's it's better than most movies I've seen in that regard. Yeah, I mean, that's a fair complaint. I, like I said before, I, I think uh, because we do understand the family dynamic, we see enough there to 
to make them well-rounded characters and not feel like supporting strictly supporting characters. I, I think it avoids being a detriment, but I do agree with you that I think that might have robbed the film of being a little bit more urgent and impactful overall. But at the same time, you know, I think it's a solid film, not one I've thought about a whole lot since I've seen at Sundance. I think there have been other films that, that premiered afterwards that, that left a deeper or more lasting impression. Yeah. Now, do you mean afterwards, like at Sundance or afterwards in like throughout the year? In the months to follow. I mean, like, okay. uh, cause I was going to yeah. say there, there are other Sundance films. I like a bunch of other Sundance films that have really stuck with me, including my favorite film of the year. And, uh, also crypto zoo and yeah, a few other. Yeah. Films. And I think crypto zoo is coming out, uh, in a week or two, right? Yeah. I'm looking at my calendar right now and all it says is crypto zoo with a big circle. Sure. Uh, yeah, that's a fun, I might want to revisit that one cause that, that's a good time. But, uh, yeah, I mean, good film, enjoyable. I can see why it's kind of getting, um, positive, but maybe more lukewarm than rave responses from people. But at the same time, I, I, I can't imagine most people watch this and feel disappointed unless like they just really keep up with the buzz of Sundance and stuff like that and the awards and festival circuits and, and have maybe loftier expectations than, than we did when we, we saw the movie, yeah. uh, uh, without any expectations at all, just being like, oh, it's an interesting premise. Hope that works out. Um, sort of thing. But uh, yeah, uh-huh. I, yeah, yeah. All right, well, that's Coda. It is available to watch on Apple TV Plus right now. I think it's also in some theaters, if I'm not mistaken. I believe that's the case. Uh, I think you might be able yeah. to see it. I think it was yeah. in some New York, LA theaters like earlier this month, and then now it's coming on to Apple TV Plus. Possibly so. Yeah. And I think it, yeah, I think it got a few more theaters on top of that. So you should be able to check it out safely and easily. Oh, and I, I found the, the movie that it's a remake of. It's uh, La Famille Bellier. It's a French film. Um, but I think it's, uh, I think, I think the director is French. Yeah. Uh, I should, I should be correct about that. But yeah, that movie, that's like 2014. So not, not super old, but definitely, uh, you know, same kind of premise like a family she's like her the interpreter for her parents and brother and pretty hmm. pretty close good deal thank you so much for listening to our show be sure to subscribe to cinemaholics on your favorite podcast app of choice or find us on youtube see you all next time